0: Good morning. Good morning. So nice to be here. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana joining you and you're joining me. We're all joining each other for another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Right here, right now. Every day is your life. Every day is a time for wisdom, for Zen wisdom, which just means for living wisdom, wisdom that is alive, that's real, that's vital, that's not hidden away in a book, in a word, or in an idea. This, the episode for today is called Just Grab the Dust Rag. <laughs> That's actually a title of a book of mine uh, called Just Grab the Dust Rag, Confessions of a Deluded Zen Student Who Never Learned a Thing. That's a moment in time, a big moment, maybe a moment which lasts for many lifetimes. Just grab the dust rack. This book, this talk, this <clears throat> question addresses what it means to be to live a life of worth, to be so called awakened or enlightened. So called, we hear so much these days about that, and um, I think it's very important to ground it in our lives and bring it to earth and to reality. Becoming enlightened or awakened is not leaving reality or this reality, or transcending into some place of ultimate bliss, from the Zen point of view, it's be, it's about being here even more, attending even more exquisitely, carefully to what's right in front of our eyes to be attended to. As wonderful Uchiyama Roshi says, caring for things makes our whole life come alive. Really love that. I've always loved that quote caring for things makes our whole life come alive. Beautiful. Caring for things, caring for people, caring for ourselves, caring for the garden, an attitude of deep caring, taking care, being aware, being responsible really, (laughs) attentive, responding to the call of life upon us, Usually we have a call upon life. We have so much we request and require of life, but also life is making a call upon us. Now, by and large, we all feel called, I think, to do something important in life, something meaningful, something worthwhile. This is a very deep human need. Many of us create large goals and plans in order to do this. We want to accomplish our vision of what we feel is worthwhile in life. There are many different kinds of visions. They're all fine. I mean, for some, it's acquiring a company, building a family, uh, many different goals, becoming an artist, becoming a wife, a husband, (laughs) falling in love. We have many different visions of what is really, truly worthwhile in life. And over and over, though, we hear many say, oh, I don't really know what to do next. I have to move on, but I'm not sure what's next. I don't know what my true purpose is. That's a very common question. What is my true purpose in life? After we, as we get older and when we do more and more things, this question becomes to the forefront. Well, what is my purpose in life? What am I doing here? It's a big question. We feel somehow called upon to leave something of lasting value. And this seems to us to be something that would be much larger than ordinary life. And indeed, it's a very beautiful wish to want to leave something of lasting value. It's like a tree sheds their seeds on the earth and new flowers come, new fruits come. This is a normal, natural process of life to offer whatever we've learned, whatever, however we've grown, and to offer it so that different soils can produce different forms of life again from what the seeds of our journey. <coughs> Excuse me. Yet there's also a danger accompanied with dwelling on such a big vision. It becomes easy, very, very easy to overlook what's needed right now what's waiting to be done right in front of our eyes. We're so occupied with this big vision or this big spiritual practice we've undertaken or whatever it is. We're so occupied with trying to make something of ourselves, capital S, that we don't see what's right here now and what's really needed. Focus elsewhere, we often overlook a very simple person who might be sitting right next to us who may be in pain And needing our help or needing a smile. You know, years ago when starting practice at the New York Zendo, it was many years, many, many years ago for me, and um, there were a few monks from Japan living there and a few residents who lived at the Zendo. They were late monks, I guess. They were students who helped very deeply with everything that was needed at the place. So in the morning, The morning sitting started at 5.30 in the morning and often some others would come as well to join the monks and the students who lived there for the morning sitting. And it it lasted until about 7.30. They were sitting and walking and it was a nice chunk of time and we all sat together. And after the sitting, many, many mornings, usually almost every time, um, oatmeal was offered, simple, plain oatmeal was offered for breakfast upstairs with tea, and then after that, for those who had stayed, there was a period of zendo c- cleaning. Cleaning. Now, most of the non-residents left right after the sitting for breakfast, and they went down to the diner. There was a diner at the corner. They went together, down, including me, to the corner to the diner so we could have a really delicious breakfast, eggs, English muffins, coffee, whatever, like that and and chat. We would talk. We enjoyed each other's company very much, particularly after sitting. We really loved to talk a lot, <laughs> a lot. So what would we do? We would sit and discuss fervently, very fervently, on fire, what true practice was, and how could we possibly all become enlightened? Was that even possible? What was this steep hill that we were climbing together? But where were we climbing to? And what were we overlooking as we climbed? As the group of us gobbled down eggs, we talked very, very intentively about how we could become wise or beautiful, powerful and enlightened like the incredible monks down the corner inside. But even as we were talking, there was a lot of work to be done the Zendo altars had to be dusted, <laughs> the cushions had to be vacuumed, the bathrooms clean, the wooden floors polished, and the debris that had gathered outside in the front picked up and cleared away. So as we were talking and talking back down the street at the Zendo, the monks were busy taking care of things. It's really a very powerful phrase, taking care of things. They weren't dwelling on who they were, where they were going, how they could become a greatly enlightened. They were doing what was needed right there in front of their eyes. They weren't discussing philosophically what the nature of ultimate compassion was, and they weren't, more importantly, dwelling upon the larger outcome their efforts would have, which is something we all do, and that actually stops us cold, cold what's the point of doing this? What's going to be the outcome of my effort? Will I succeed? Will I fail? Will I have a good response? Will there be a good response to my work? All of those thoughts, which we dwelt upon so much at the corner, (laughs) down at the diner, the monks didn't have time for that. There was too much work to do. There was too much need. The great need before their eyes didn't permit that. no. Their outcome was clear. The glass doors would be free of grit. <laughs> they would be, You could look right through them and see the beautiful Japanese garden in the back. The wooden floors would be spotless. The pots used to cook the oatmeal upstairs would be thoroughly cleaned. I mean thoroughly cleaned. The next step for the Zen monks was always completely obvious. It was right there in front of their eyes. The hill they were climbing wasn't so steep either. You just had to grab the dust rag, join the others, and do what was there for you, waiting right in front of your eyes. I never ever forgot this situation. Finally, one day when I didn't go to the diner, when I stayed for breakfast upstairs, that was when my practice actually began. When I let go of all the speculating, wondering, demanding that I have a delicious hot breakfast. <laughs> when I stayed and was available to whatever was given, and grateful for it, very grateful for it. And when I was also available to give back whatever was needed. Then my practice really began, and then we could even say that that itself That itself is enlightenment so-called, if we want to use a word. That itself. It certainly, it certainly created great happiness and aliveness. It certainly opened up my life and will open up your life too. What's the dust rag you need to grab? What needs to be attended to specifically, carefully, lovingly in your life? Take a few moments and, and think about that or notice that. You have to think about it. There's nothing to think about. If you just look for it, it's right there. You could see it. And, and some of, what are some of these larger dreams that, are, that occupy your time and thoughts? How do they keep you stuck? How do they keep you from seeing what's right under your nose and what needs to be done? Larger dreams and visions are important. I'm not saying they're not. But are we using them to escape what's really needed right here and right now? So for today, turn things around. Take a good look at what's going on right around you. Is there someone nearby who needs you and seeks your help? Is there a floor to clean? That's fine. A floor to clean a letter to send, a phone call to be returned, a bill to be paid. You might say, oh, this is just nothing. It's ordinary. What has this got to do with enlightenment? Everything is the answer. It is enlightenment when engaged in freely, in a timely manner, and with a full heart, without that complaint and resistance. So for today, do something simple that's right in front of your eyes and is calling to you to be attended to. Then do something else. See what happens to you and your life then. So I thank you very, very much for listening, for being with us. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm enjoying your emails also. Please keep sending them to topspeaker at yahoo.com or... Come and join our, us at um, zenwisdomtoday.com, which is where all the podcasts can be listened to. They're also on iTunes and other places. Um, the book, by the way, Just Grab the Dust Rag, is available on Amazon by Brenda Shoshana. And tonight I have the true delight of being up at White Plains at the Innisfatta Zendo, which is located at uh, St. Bartholomew's Church. 82 Prospect Street. I'll be there to offer a Zen talk and to be with everyone. I'm looking forward to it. It's a lovely group, the White Plains Zen. And um, so I really thank you very much again for being here and for your time. It's very, very special to take a good look at these Zen teachings and to make them real in our lives. If teachings don't become real, if they're not lived, if they're not your flesh and bones, they're just hanging there, actually impeding aliveness. So grab the dust rag (laughs) or whatever is equivalent to the dust rag for you. Grab your pencil, grab your child. And have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today.